to talk and read all things books and mystery. Funny stories. The characters of youth always tend to be a sleuth. The Hardy Boys will do. Don't forget Nancy Drew. It's a clue. Hello, sleuths. I'm Karen. And I'm Callie. Welcome to It's a Clue, a faux crime comedy podcast for alchemists and astrologers and also evil twins. <sighs> Today, Karen, we are discussing Nancy Drew and the Mystery of the 99 Steps. And as per usual, we have a thought to ponder. I'd love to ponder a thought with you. It's been too long. Oh, it has been. Thank you so much. Your willingness becomes you. Um, <laughs> there is a, I would say, I would call it a very cartoonish in a good way, but a very cartoonish evil villain in this book. And it definitely took me back to the good old days of Saturday morning cartoons. So I must ask, what was your favorite cartoon growing up and why? Oh, I could And if you about could this. provide, also if you could provide a tasting menu of your preferred cereal and drink with it, that would be great. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm yes. super unprepared for this. I love this question. I have strong 90s nostalgia and could talk about it literally all day long, but I shan't. My favorite cartoon, you and I were actually just talking about this when we were hanging out. I loved this cartoon that not a ton of people remember, but it was called King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. It was the best. It was so fantastic. It's basically about a modern day, I think, high school football team Mm -hmm. that are coming home from the big game late one night and there's a storm a-brewing. Their bus gets sucked into a wormhole Mm -hmm. and they get sucked back in time to the days of King Arthur, Camelot. They get sucked into Camelot. And the quarterback of the football team is named Lance. And Lance becomes (laughs) Sir Lancelot. And they all talk like this. It's like very surfer kind of voices. And um, man, I loved that show. It was a a great show. I recently found some of it on YouTube just to prove to myself that it was real because so few people I know remembered it and took me back. (laughs) No, it was a good one. I've gone back somewhat recently and found just like even just the the uh, opening credits and like the op- you know because they like set up the entire story in the opening credits and it's yeah. so good yeah oh, love it and I would tasting say, menu please I don't have a drink that I'll mention but I will say I was a huge fan of a Fruit Loop and mm. a huge fan of a Cinnamon Toast Crunch moment great yeah great probably Sounds Fruit Loop perfect. Fruit Loop number one though mm, really yeah love right. love that toucan <laughs> love that toucan. Yeah. Okay. Excellent picks. I can't wait for your answer because I have no idea what you're going to say. Um, my answer is probably, um, I mean, it's it, it's a two-parter. So, like, actually, my my favorite was Gargoyles. Oh, my God. The which Gargoyles? kind of ties into the show. Yeah, it was great. Do you remember that? I, I had completely forgotten about Gargoyles until this yeah. exact moment. It was a good one. Gargoyles was great. And, like, probably a tie with gargoyles because they had very similar energies was the um the animated batman series animated batman was great and if i may Mm -hmm. deign to throw in a couple of others that i know you also loved Mm -hmm. we were big inspector gadget 
fans. Oh, huge. We were huge. a big IG household. And um, mm-hmm. we also dabbled in the Captain Planet quite a bit. We did. Yeah. We did. I mean, a gummy bear. Oh. I love the gummy bears. They Rain- were great. Rainbow Bright, but that was much younger. Rainbow Bright. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What's she your, was, what would you eat? Oh, a corn pop mm. and yep. um, a strawberry quick. Strawberry quick. You also, if I recall, loved this the smacks, Kellogg's smacks. It had like the little frog on it. Mm, no. Or was that, that me? Wasn't me. That was maybe that was me. <laughs> I liked corn pops. They were my fave. They still are. I can't I can't purchase them. They can't exist in my house because I'll just eat all of them. <laughs> it, you know, it's like that's like my sad food now, you know? Well, I'm gonna get it the next time you come visit and then you'll just I can have like the little cute boxes of it and we can just have like Oh, that'd a, be great. We morning, can we can rebrand it. A morning cereal moment with some yes. cartoons. Mm. All right. When can I come? I'm here. Any any all moment. Right. <laughs> On my way. On my way. That sounds like an amazing way to spend a visit, for sure. Well, I guess if you don't have any complaints, I will fire up the PA system for daily announcements. I have no complaints. I fully support you. All right. Well, let's make it a great day, everyone. On today's daily announcements, I have two things to report. (laughs) Number one, welcome to our new Patreon, who has submitted their name as Pride and Pissed Off by Stone Cold Jane Austen. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that that's amazing, and that is a derby name if I've ever heard one. I completely agree, and I Stone just... Stone Cold Jane Austen. I can't. Oh, I my face is smiling so big. I wish you could see it. Um, so <laughs> thank you so much, Stone Cold. We're so, we're so happy to have you here as a Helen Corning. Um, Very much. Welcome. I will also say, speaking of which, and we haven't discussed this, so curveball, we're coming to the point in time where I feel like it's about to be super sleuth episode time does that feel right yeah, to you it does okay good good glad my sense of time hasn't fully yeah. evaporated um nope. so to you our listeners if you have any ideas recommendations desires for what we should read and discuss next that kind of falls into this general milieu of teen sleuth mystery solving puzzles let us know we would love to hear we are completely open to ideas and amenable to suggestion and just to to remind you, no pressure, but our Patreons get to vote for which book we read and discuss. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll just say, it doesn't have to be a book. It could be an adjacent movie or even a game. <gasps> Kelly. But I'll just leave that there. Moving the goalpost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like also it. not discussed in advance so no. i mean we did once do a cooking episode so like the world it's is true. our oyster <laughs> yeah we've done movies before yeah so yeah perfect we could do another cooking episode i i'm down we could you'll be fine okay <laughs> i got sweaty but it's okay <laughs> so kelly sister yes sister what have you been up to um how i don't know i've been like I've been both busy and not busy. Like my weeks are either like I have something every single day of the week or I have nothing going on. But I will tell you the thing that I have coming up this weekend that I'll have to report back to you on because I have no insider information on what this is going to be. This is my favorite. You're going in with no intel. I love this. None. No intel. Just fully blind. I'm going to wear comfortable shoes. You've got a positive That's, attitude. You're I gonna... do. I've got a great attitude. Perfect. That's all you need. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I have the heart of a child. Um, 
I am going to the Loveland Frogman Festival this weekend. Okay. Uh huh. Well, I'll I, take your questions. I know. So the the Loveland Frogman, which you will have to describe, is basically the cryptid. Yeah. Of Loveland, Ohio, where we Correct. grew up. There is yep. a festival for the Frogman. This is the second year they've done it. So there is not much information out there. It is only the second time it's happened. Yeah. All I know is that there will be vendors. Not sure what they're selling. Um, There will be speakers. Not sure the topics. I believe there is some form of parade. I terrified and excited to see what that's going to be. And beforehand, I'm going to get pancakes. So, you know, it's going to be super fun. I can't wait. What day is this? It is this coming Saturday. Oh, I can't come because there's an American Girl doll sale (laughs) in (laughs) Michigan that I can't miss. So I was literally like, I am coming, but I must go. Well, I will report back. And if it's, that was too many S's in a row. If it's as amazing as I think it's going to be, amazing slash interesting, we'll get it on your calendar for next year. Okay. And even if it's not get it on my calendar for next year i like unamazing things too (laughs) that's great let's do it i mean yeah they're they're all they're all great but yeah this is gonna be about loveland's little resident cryptid if there's a sticker for this event like a branded logo or a Mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. pin perhaps please please retrieve one for me go ahead and hook up okay you got it that's i'm sure that is accomplishable that would be amazing Fantastic. So you have a very exciting event this weekend, going to your American Girl swap meet. Uh, let me ask you, is there is there like a, a prize item you're specifically looking out for? Well, so last year when I went, I got a vintage Julie doll, who is the AG that grew up in San Francisco, which, as you may know, is very important to me. And I just could not believe I, f- I found like an original Julie perfect condition. And um, I would love to get some suits for her. I don't have many of Julie's outfits, so I'll be questing for that. Um, and then a woman that I know from Northern Michigan who um, does custom AGs. She makes a lot of like kind of like scenester, hipster AGs and customizes them all. She will be there. And I'm excited to see her because we've kind of struck up a friendship. And um, Oh, that's fun. She does on-site piercings. So she does like nose piercings and ear piercings. And she also will like restrict. Like for humans or for dolls? For the dolls. For the dolls, yes. Oh, gosh, I love it so much. So, that's so fun. <laughs> I, have, I have a gal who might need some hardware. So I'm going to bring her yeah. along with me. Um, yeah, punk her up a little bit. Yeah, why not? You know, so that's on Saturday. I, things have been so fun lately because last week, I can't believe this wasn't your highlight. I was hanging out with you. Oh, uh, well, I knew you were going to talk about it, so I uh-huh. decided to not steal your thunder. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was it was a highlight. I know it was so fun. So I had a work event, the Booksellers Winter Institute in Cincinnati, and so I got to see you a bunch, which was super great. And was, it was it was awesome. Like my favorite part of the trip, you showed me a bunch of places that I had not been to, even you know having lived in the area for some time but I yeah. didn't know downtown at all um and I got to meet a bunch of my favorite authors I interviewed four of them for the podcast um I got some advanced readers copies for you from the arc room that I will be putting in the mail to you shortly 
Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> What's the one I got you that you're so excited about? Uh, the upcoming Allie Hazelwood. Yes, that's right. I saw that on the yeah. table and I ran across and grabbed it for you. And Thank you so much. And downstairs and we'll you be in your mailbox so well. uh, You know me so well. It was also really fun for me because I had some downtime between two of the podcast interviews and needed food. So I like went back to Clifton and I went to my favorite coffee shop, Sitwell's, that has not changed at all since I went there <laughs> as a teenager. And like, it was definitely the coffee shop I went to and like sat at as like an emo 17 year old thinking, oh my gosh, it's all like college kids here. I'm so cool where the college kids are like writing poetry in my little notebook and it just was really special to go back and see it and see the like indie theater next to it. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. And it's nice that it hasn't changed and yeah. that, you know, it's how you remember it. So it was yeah. really lovely. It was really, really lovely. That's I was very awesome. tired when I came back because it was a lot of people talking and a lot of, you know, being my most professional, and... best self interviewing people I really admire. And then I came home and I was like, I'm ready to rot on the couch. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to be in the bathtub. That's Pull me out in five to six hours. Pretty much know? the yeah. first thing I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. That just, just being away from home for that long it can be hard. And then you add work on top of it. And yeah, that's a lot. So, but it was so awesome to see you. It was so awesome to see you too. And who knows maybe i'll come see this frogman with you (laughs) you never know you never know we'll talk about it when we hang up all right well it is time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast kelly i don't know if that's true do welcome to do your thing welcome to we're pulling into the recommendation station (laughs) was that an acceptable wooing i thought it was fantastic personally thank you craig craig will let me know if it wasn't up to <laughs> yeah he'll he'll have immediate feedback <laughs> <laughs> um well do you have any recommendations for the good of the group karen i do and i hate to beat a dead horse here so bear with me but i am listening on audio to dolls of our lives subtitle oh why we can't quit american girl and this is by two women who are about our age their names are allison horrocks and mary mahoney um, yes. They are also podcasters. They've had a, a long-standing podcast called American Girls, and they absolutely crush it as the narrators of the audiobook. So I highly me- recommend reading this on audio. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, this book is fascinating. Obviously, it is right up my alley, but I think it would be interesting for others as well. And I have a little blurb to tease it, if that's okay. Please. Combining history, travelogue, and memoir, Dolls of Our Lives follows Alison Horrocks and Mary Mahoney on an unforgettable journey to the past as they delve into the origins of this iconic brand. Continuing the conversations that began on their podcast, they set out to answer the lingering questions that keep them up at night. What did American Girl inventor Pleasant Roland hope to say to children with these dolls? Was girl power something that could be ordered from a catalog, described by a magazine, or modeled in the plot lines of books? And how and why did this brand shape an entire generation? Through interviews with a legion of devoted doll lovers, a field trip to Colonial Williamsburg, a place that inspired Pleasant to create American Girl, and an exploration of their own complicated fandom, this is a deep dive into one of the 90s most coveted products, the American Girl doll. Well, I understand why you like this podcast. It's the the podcast is so fun and they interviewed tons of people on it and the book. So both of these women are historians if you look at their uh-huh. bios. They met in a PhD program getting their PhDs in history. Uh-huh. And as they started talking about what got them into history and why they're on this like highly academic track, they both 
sighted sighted american girl molly specifically really really interesting and um they were like i think there's something here and so they started the podcast and started interviewing other women about it and um it's i just think it's really fascinating and they also ask some really hard important questions like how slavery is represented in felicity's Uh storylines and things like that so um it's definitely not a you know cutesy like glossing over the surface they're they're talking about it from the perspective of actual historians um right fascinating well thank you for the recommendation and you said to definitely do the audiobook on this one that would be my recommendation just because they're such good podcasters that um their delivery is fantastic as narrators like the quality of it is just amazing and i think it because it's so personal and it involves a lot of their relationships and banter i feel Uh like i would have lost that if I didn't hear it in their voices. Makes sense. Awesome. Well, thank you for the recommendation. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Do you have any recommendations this week? I mean, Karen, that's like nigh on impossible to top, but um, <laughs> I will say I finally finished one of your recommendations, which was Killers of a Certain Age, <gasps> and I loved it. Oh my gosh, you read it? I I flew through it. Couldn't oh, put it down. I'm so. so happy that you read it. I think I brought that to you. Maybe at Christmas. I was like, please read it. Please read it. Yep. You did it. And I'm going to pass it along to our parental units um, because they'll both like it too. So um, yeah, absolutely loved it. Highly recommend. Um, uh, But I do have a question, a favor to ask. Okay. Would you help me pick out my next downstairs book? I would be honored. You would? I would be deeply honored. Okay, great. I'm going to give you four choices. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. I was already panicking because I'm like, this is nope, nope, a not broad a, not question. out of clear blue yonder. I've got I've got a mantle full of books. It has to come from there. So I've whittled it down to four, and I need you to tell me which one to read next. Okay, okay? are you ready? Ready. In three, two, one. Wayward, less, how to be eaten, or babble. Ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. Okay. No pressure, but also tons of pressure. I can do this. I can do this. This is a huge, a huge honor I'm bestowing upon you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say no to Babel because I know that you just read some big, chunky books that took a long time to get through. I actually really appreciate you for doing that. Yes. Thank you so much. Babel is phenomenal, but it is a doorstop and it's going to take some time. And you mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. a lot to learn and process as you enter this world. And I know that you just did a bunch of that and are looking for something a little more easy to enter. So I'm going to say no babble. Correct. Great. Thank you. I don't, I have not read how to be eaten, so I cannot comment on that, but it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, listen. I'm going to go with less. Really? Yeah. So would you care to defend your choice? Yes. It is written by Andrew Sean Greer. It won the Pulitzer Prize. Why do I know mm-hmm. this? Um, I got to interview him when I was in Austin recently, and he was one of the most delightful humans I've ever met in my entire life. Awesome. Um, there's also a sequel to it. So if you enjoy it, there is a follow up. Um, I would say it falls into the category of lighthearted. He's traveling. Um, it's. It's not like a romance novel. It's 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 not like a whimsical book in that sort of way, but it is fanciful. It, it fills your heart in a similar type oh. of way. Um, oh, lovely! That's what I need. I need heart filling. It's also set in San Francisco, which I am very mm. much um, biased towards. But I, sure. I think he would really like it, and I, I just enjoy this author so much. I think he's 
a delight. Thank you so much. That really helped. Less it is. Oh, hooray. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Please report back. I shall. You know I shall. Um, Well, Karen, would you like to maybe steer us into the world of Nancy Drew at this point? Oh, yes. Nancy Drew. (laughs) Yeah. It almost forgot. Yeah, the reason for the season. All right. So today, as you may recall, we are reading Nancy Drew and the Mystery of the 99 Steps. Yep. Does that come through? I don't have a pop filter. The steps. Steps. (laughs) Um, This is book number 43 in the series. Yep. Twas published in 1966. Mm -hmm. Mid-century. It was ghostwritten by, do you have any guesses? Um, I'm going to go Harriet Stratemeyer Adams. Oh my gosh, you're right. I did can't I, believe did you. Did I nail it in one? can't believe you got that. Yes, that's Crazy. correct. Good job. Crazy. I can be taught. Okay, so I went a little history nerd on this, given that I'm now obsessed with these two history women. Okay. Reading Dolls of Our Lives to me. So our journey in this book, it kind of culminates in the Loire Valley in France. We, oui. oui. C'est vrai. And... Here there are chateaus. There are lots of famous architecture moments. There are lots of ruins. I super want to go here now because I, like with the Scotland book, was Googling this to be able to picture it, and it's super cool. Um, Fun facts. Are you ready? I'm ready. In the Loire Valley, which is, like, not that big, there are over 300 chateaus. Really? Yeah. Like, full-on Well, that seems like a lot of chateaus per chateaus. A lot of chateaus per square foot in the Loire Valley. Yeah, and like as we encounter Nancy Drew, like they're not all habitable, you know. Some of them are sure. in states of rem- disrepair. Remainingness slash... <laughs> <laughs> is the word that I wrote, which is not a word, but I love that, but that is the perfect word. <laughs> and other things that I found, um, they kind of range from like a very practical fortified castle i love that idea a practical castle from the 10th century but then some of them are these massive elaborate residences that were built like almost half a millennium later um and the reason that this happened was the french kings came here first they're like look at this beautiful land there are all these hilltops right Uh and everyone wants to build their castle on a hilltop and there's lots of those there so the kings were like this is my spot and they were building these huge chateaux in the loire valley and then the lesser nobility, they were like, I want a slice of this pie. They're kind of drawn to this power area. They started following to the Loire Valley and building, you know, their versions, their more affordable versions of these chateaux. Um, yeah. And because this all started happening at the same time, like some of the finest architects, as it says, the, you know, the most famous notable architects and the, the most prominent landscape designers all came to that region to try Mm -hmm. to outdo each other and everyone you know was trying to what's that quote meet not meet the joneses beat the joneses keep keeping up with the Joneses. keep up with the joneses yes this is the french nobility version of keeping up with the joneses by trying to have a more elaborate garden behind your chateau (laughs) i was gonna say a drawbridge measuring contest but sure (laughs) God, I'm broken. <laughs> I can't go on. I can't go on. Oh God, tears just came out. Okay, I'm okay. Do, do, do you know? Do you know what what you ha- like? What what does it what does it have to be to be a chateau? Like, 
you know. Oh, what are the the boxes that must be checked to qualify? Yeah, because you know, like you know what they say about kings and castles and stuff. Like I feel like I think they say something. We have to find out because this honestly goes back to our first episode of the podcast when we didn't know how to define a bungalow. And I feel sure like does. I feel, is Chateau the new bungalow? <laughs> it, it might be. <laughs> oh God, that's our that's our new. It's a clue shirt. Chateau is the new bungalow. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, is is my problem with the French language in general is that the the plural isn't different than the singular. Well, it it doesn't sound different, but it's spelled different. So chateau and the plural just has an X on the end, but it's still oh. chateau. I want it to be chateauses. Chateauzies. Chateauzies. Chatois. Oh, chatois is yeah. yes, that's the one. I, no, I mean it. Chateauzies is the correct, but yeah. <laughs> That's from that's from like the original French. That's you know? from that's from Nancy Drew the Ninety Nine Steps the musical. <laughs> it's a dance they do the Chatootsie. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did I get you? Did I get you so good? You've either the lost musical, internet con- connectivity or you're laughing. I can't tell. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Karen. Oh my god. All right. Well, I think this concludes my updates. Basically though, these places were hella fancy. They had the most amazing surrounding gardens. They are cultural monuments to this day and they are considered to be like the ideal of Renaissance and Enlightenment architecture. So if you are trying to get a lot of bang for your buck on a trip and you want to see architecture and historical gardens and beautiful landscapes, this sounds like the spot. It sure does. We yeah. should go. This ad brought we'll do, to you we'll by... We'll do the American Girl Swap Meet. We'll do the Frogman Festival and then Loire Valley. That sounds great. Great. <laughs> Depends on how much money I spend at the American Girl Swap Meet. But... Well, fair. Fair. I mean, we'll see how expensive that sticker is you want. <laughs> and then straight to France. Parfait. Parfait. Um, so we did have a one-sentence plot contest, Karen. Sure did. Sure did. So... I everybody probably knows at this point, but if, they may you, not. if you are a new listener, this could be the, the first one... episode someone listened to. You're right. I am appropriately shamed. Um, <laughs> no, no shame. <laughs> shame is not a valid emotion. I reject shame. <laughs> no, no, that's that's correct. We do. the The one sentence plot contest happens over on our Instagram page, and essentially, what we ask you to do is without any additional knowledge you're not you haven't read the book yet you haven't read a spoiler you haven't read a synopsis tell us what you think the book is about based entirely on the cover in one sentence you can use creative punctuation i was gonna say many winners have i was gonna say one sentence or less and then i'm like i don't know i I always said the same thing It just says danger, (laughs) exclamation point. Yeah. And then Chatuzzi. So for for those of you who maybe have not seen the cover, I'll remind you what it looks like. And what is definitely the creepiest cover to date, I think, at least, Mm -hmm. um, Nancy and presumably George, although it's a very different rendering of George than we've seen before. They're standing at the bottom of a very long enclosed also falling apart staircase yes it's it's clearly like um almost like cellar steps or something like that you know it's not an interior stairway a jagged beam or a branch or something juts down from above as they peer through a wooden doorway 
and the backlit shadowy figure of Bess stands way far above them in the distance at the top of the stairway. It's really creepy. This one creeps me out. That being said, we only know that it's best from having read the book. That's true. That is a solid point. It's a So it could be some it could be a pursuer. I think you can tell the person is wearing a dress, but that's about it. Yeah. You just don't know. You don't know. So I will say the winner was submitted by Emma, who said Nancy and George race to France to rescue Bess, whose semester abroad is going unbelievably poorly. <laughs> Me laugh so hard. Oh, Emma, that's <laughs> phenomenal. I love like it. Like the one time Bess does anything brave all by herself, she gets immediately <laughs> thrown into a subterranean dungeon. Oh gosh, below ninety nine steps. That's how yeah. that's how luck will do you. It will. Did you select a runner up by chance? I did, and it is our friend who has definitely won before. At the only Red Wolf, we love you. They submitted their entire answer in French. So good. 10 out of 10. It made our lives complete. I think it also made Jake's life. He had a great reply to that. Very impressed. Um, (laughs) I considered reading this in the original French. I shan't, but I will read you the translation on Anglais. Uh, But if you would like to see it in its original French glory, please check out our Instagram. The Clue crew stay on vacation at Bess and George's aunt's lighthouse, but they soon encounter plumbing issues, so Nancy and George head to the basement to check the pipes, discovering a network of caves, semicolon. Meanwhile, Bess stays safe at the top of the stairs, just waiting for them to come back. Perfect. I love it. And something about it being in French, too, just gave it a a mystique that could not be ignored. (laughs) Oui. It It was clever. It was good. We loved it. Um, also, I like Bess staying safe at the top of the stairs. She did that, I think, in three different instances in this book. She was like, I'm just going to stay up here. Yeah. And she, and, uh, as a result, was the only one who didn't get A, knocked out, B, grabbed mm-hmm. by the neck, C, slapped mm-hmm. in the face, or D, mm-hmm. like knocked fully unconscious by up. a falling bomb. Yeah, exactly. Correct. So, yeah. Again, best made the right choices. Do what best does. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are best. <laughs> Um, well, Karen, without further ado, it is time for today's super fast plot written and read by you. Oof, it is. And I got to tell you, this was an undertaking. Must have been. This bu- I I, the whole Oof. time I was reading this book, I have a hard time like separating my I have to write the plot brain from my I'm reading this book brain. And the mm-hmm. whole time I was reading this, I kept thinking, I don't want to do it. Lord, help me. <laughs> I'm in <laughs> big trouble here. So... <laughs> I did the best I could, as always, and I hope you enjoy it. Carson asks the Clue crew to come to France with him to help solve his case of the frightened financier. Monsieur LeBlanc, a wealthy business owner, is acting erratically, selling off his assets and securities, buying raw diamonds, and threatening to close his business. His employees and business partners are not pleased and ask Carson to come figure out what's going on and shut it down. TM Gordon Ramsay. This works out great for Nancy because a local lady, Mrs. Blair, also needs help and happens to be from France. Basically, Mrs. Blair keeps having a dream about falling down 99 steps when she was a child. She has this flickery memory of this happening but can't remember the deets. Then she starts getting threatening letters saying to tell no one of the 99, 99 stairs. And the letters are signed by a mysterious Monsieur Neuf. All of this ties back to France, so off we go to Paris. 
But actually, before we do, a threatening man with a limp and a half mask tries to do everything he can to scare the clue crew off the sleuthing quest. This, of course, doesn't work, and Nancy gets him arrested immediately. But then, in France, his identical twin starts following them and threatening them. We learn that they are the Aubert brothers, one of whom is a known forger, and the other, who is an alchemist, and really into slightly sketchy chemistry projects. Sleuthing commences in France, along with a lot of poorly timed sightseeing and lengthy meals. There is a lot of following and being followed, a boating incident in a borrowed canoe, and a run-in with a haunted suit of armor. Listen, a million things happen, but here's the TLDR. Both cases are related. Are you stunned? Louis Aubert, the twin that's still in France, is an absolute con artist who has developed a tricky chemistry ruse that convinces people he can turn anything into gold. Wearing a disguise, he convinces Carson's guy, Monsieur LeBlanc, that he is going to release his secret globally, and it will destroy the world's economy when everyone finds out that gold no longer has any value. This is why Monsieur LeBlanc is selling all his assets and reinvesting in precious gems. He's also been paying Louis tons of money to hold off on releasing his economy-destroying secret so that he has more time to sell off his assets. The Clue Crew, through lots of the aforementioned following, finds Louis' secret subterranean laboratory in the ruins of the Loire Valley. And guess what? The stairs down to the lair have 99 steps. These are the stairs Nancy's victim, Mrs. Blair, fell down as a child because she was being governessed by the evil chemist's girlfriend. I <laughs> It is, it is what it is, folks. I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Nancy and the cops hide in the lair, catch Louis red-handed, and save Monsieur LeBlanc from financial ruin. They also recover a bunch of gold Louis had stolen from a local woman so he could use it in his Turn Anything Into Gold stage production. Everyone pats Nancy on the back, Carson jokingly offers to pay Nancy half of his salary for the case, and we fade to black as the perps are escorted from the lair. The end. <laughs> Wowzers, girl. <laughs> yup. So Wowzers. that's what happened. <laughs> was that, as I always ask, was that right? <laughs> uh, Yeah. No, I mean, it was absolutely right. Should it have happened? No. But was it right? Yes. <laughs> I, it was accurately reported. It was correct. You did you did your best recording reporting the facts as they occurred. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Karen. At this time, would you please share with me your GTNMs? I'd be delighted AKA to. Your general thoughts and musings. Yeah, absolutely. I thought this one was a real hoot. Ah, do you get it? Caw. They do. Caw, caw. They do bird calls forty eight hundred times in this book. They do, and they act like it's a thing that they've always done. Yes, they're like, even Carson knows. He's like, yeah. hey, you go. Do our special bird call. Be the lookout and do the do the thing if the people yeah. come and it's the bird call. So I thought it was a real hoot. Um, it definitely falls into the category of unnecessarily complicated. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Not the first time we've said that, but YOLO. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say I was obsessed with the bad guy. Were you now? Yes, Louis Aubert. I thought he a little, was... A little bit of a Louis stan. I loved Louis. He had the underground laboratory. Uh, mm -hmm. He had... He yelled some insane things like, I will see this economy crash into the ground. He just... Yeah. 
he was sending he had extremely long arms he, he had long arms um, yeah you like a long-armed man he had a I, a villain perhaps he had a oh. evil twin mm-hmm. i think yeah. i an evil twin who was a forger he was just giving strong dr claw very much which very i think much. is why i had inspector gadget on the mind um but listen the cast of characters were fun i i enjoyed it also mm-hmm. um i must say there is a dog named fifi mm-hmm. which is my cat's name kind of so yeah. that was a plus my cat's name is fiona apple for yeah, those who don't know but she fifi. is she's just fifi and there was a pet named fifi and i really resonated with that <laughs> yeah um yeah. okay your gtnms please and thank you very similar. I, I really, really liked it. It was fun and wild and there were lots of crazy things happening and there were some really great lines, which we'll talk about probably later. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the foreign exchange house swap. Oh, yes. Lots of fun stuff there. Very um, The Holiday. I knew you were um, going to say The Holiday. I yep. knew it. I could feel oh, it. I love that movie so much. I love it so much. Um, I obsessed with the subterranean, subterranean alchemical layer. Ooh. Loved it. You don't come Love. across a subterranean alchemical lair every day. You sure don't. You sure don't. You can't make this stuff up. It's not just in books, people. Sometimes they're at the bottom of a Loire Valley chateau ruin. ruin. <laughs> yeah. you just never know what you're going to find. Um, so yeah, it was much too complicated, but I I liked it. Full same. I We are yeah. aligned. We are aligned. Yeah. Love that. Okay, well... Do you want to go first and say one of your favorite parts? Yes. Okay. What do you pick? What do you pick? There's so many. Um, I'm going to start with, <laughs> start with George's Scooby-Doo kidnapping. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this was my number one as well. Please say all of the words. So they are, in, they are exploring Louis XIV's castle. Mm-hmm. And... George climbs up to the top of a staircase to investigate something. And basically a a hooked cane comes out of a door and yoinks her. It like they hook her around the neck and yoink her into this door. Yeah. Like, like getting a person off the stage at the Oscars. It's like your speech has ended yoink. Yep. Um, so then Nancy and Bess run inside and they start trying to convince a castle guard, a security guard, that their friend has been swiped. And he's like, sure, sure. That's not a thing. And they were like, no, but it is. Just come with us. She's in real danger. They eventually are able to prove it because there is a single blue button that has been left behind that, you know, because I don't know, I guess when you get yoinked, sometimes you lose a button. Mm-hmm. And thank God she did. Otherwise, that guard was like, she would have woken up in Louis the Fourteenth's bed (laughs) in the middle of the night all by herself with a massive (laughs) headache. Yeah. So eventually, they find her. She's the 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 kidnappers have like yoinked her, conked her, and thrown her into the king's bed, and that's where she is. And everyone just laughs and laughs. Isn't it silly? Poor old George is been been napped and is now napping in the king's chambers they and they even say it's like tears were running down george's face they're all laughing so hard i'm like no she has a concussion this woman is this is trauma she's a therapist and an advil 
Uh, oh, the other thing that I forgot to um, jot down in my notes that is now occurring to me is that um, when they, you know, find her and revive her, she gets up and a note falls out of her shirt pocket. So the yoinker leaves a threatening note in her pocket that's like, stop following me, Drew. Yeah. Which is yeah. terrifying, TBH. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I don't like it at all. I didn't enjoy the yoinking. We, but... But you did. I need to tell our listeners. So, would you please, as we prepare for these, um, we jot down our notes and we have moments where we compare our notes to just make sure that we're, you know, we have a general idea of what words are going to come out of our mouths. And Kelly and I both verbatim wrote down as our like favorite part of this book: George gets yoinked by a cane. But like, we literally yoinked the same. <laughs> sentence yeah. <laughs> see it's the only it's the only way to describe it yeah have you ever have you ever seen the yoink man on instagram no who's that um so this is very off-brand for me but i look at it as kind of like a uh what do you call what do you call the like immersion therapy aversion therapy where where you like surround yourself with things that you're scared of to try to get over it oh yeah 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 so i follow I this guy <laughs> yeah i shouldn't do it it's not helping i'll be honest um i mean i'm not under the direction of a therapist it's probably important to mention that this is just me and instagram making choices um no but so i started following this guy that everybody just i don't even know what his real handle is but everybody refers to him as the yoink man he just wanders around barefoot at night through the everglades like yoinking snakes <gasps> and lizards and yeah. Oh, I don't think that that seems... So it's funny when you said you were doing, you know, immersion therapy and you're talking... I was like, you're not scared of yoinking. And my immediate response was going to be, you need to do a snake thing. But I see now that it's both. I, di- I, I dislike it. Oh, I dislike it so much. It's As I said, it is not helping. It's making me not want to go anywhere like... That there's... I mean, I, Florida, definitely not nature um can i make oh, a recommendation yeah. sure don't watch that anymore <laughs> oh i mean it's not making it worse it's just not making I, kn- it... I knew it was out there it's not making it better it's not i am i i cannot be lulled into a false sense of complacency let's That's put it fair. that way yeah kelly can i talk about boys i i would love if you did okay there's a boy in this book yeah. Let's talk about him. And, and the boy is not Ned Nickerson. So sad. And I think we both can agree that Ned Nickerson's name, for perhaps the first time, mm-hmm. is not mentioned once. Not what? Nary a mention, Karen. There is no Ned on the scene, which I... Also, no Bert and Dave. Like, usually it's like, no oh, Dave. the Emerson College football team just happens to mm-hmm. be in Paris, too. And they're... Th- Correct. And I even, was waiting for them to just, like, turn up, you know, like, exploring Louis Thirteenth's chamber next door. Agreed. You know? I thought so, too. And, and even, mm-hmm. I will say, when they don't appear... There are phone calls that happen or like letters that happen where they're communicating. Mm-hmm. No, the Emerson football no. team was not present. And you know what? I didn't miss no. them, if I'm being honest. Did not miss them at all. It was fine. But you know who we had instead? Who? Henri Durant. So Henri, let me tell you about him. He is a young man who is a student at the Sorbonne in France. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He... I hear it's a good school. One, one would... One would think so. That is what I've heard mm-hmm. as well. Uh, he wants to be a lawyer when he grows mm-hmm. up. Just he, like Carson. Hmm. 
basically, oh boy, that's a lot to unpack. Um, he basically immediately like hones in on Nancy at this fancy party that they all go to to try to find clues. They share a dance together. And in classic Nancy style, while they're dancing, she is like, that's the guy I need to tail. Come along with me. And you know what? He doesn't know that she's a detective. He doesn't know what's happening. And he just yes ands her so well. He's like, you know what? I'm in. Let's go. He does a good job. Instantly, they're chasing bad guys. Um, He goes with them to Orléans when they're doing like more sleuthing in different places. Um, He helps Nancy follow Louis Aubert all around. He is just like, let's do it. Um, There is one very spicy exchange that they have. I don't remember it. Tell me. In the terms of, you know, the verbiage of the 1960s, it was very spicy. And he says, you know, he's talking about how he hopes to be a great lawyer like Carson someday. And he said, maybe I can give you some cases to solve in the future. And Nancy's eyes twinkle and she says, maybe you can. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. So like they could. My dream now is that there is a 20 years later and it's like Henri and Nancy power couple taking people down. We want Nancy to find someone who can meet her on an intellectual and emotional level, which I'm not yeah, quite and sure. somebody who has access to chateaus. <laughs> Chatootsies. Um, he The one ding against Henri in my book is that, and, and listen, he couldn't know. He couldn't know what we know. But on the first date that he takes her on, mm-hmm. he, what has he done, Kelly? Oh, Karen, I can't even bring myself to say it. The fool. You you gotta say you gotta say it because I can't. He 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 takes her on a boat date. He's rented a canoe. <laughs> yeah, and it's just not gonna go well. And it doesn't for, for Nancy, for him, for the boat, for the owners of the boat, for it the doesn't. for the river. It doesn't for um, France in general. This is how wars start. It was yeah. She is the literal Helen of Troy of the Loire. Um, is. and it it indeed goes poorly. I don't think they capsize this boat, but. There is a guy in a boat hiding under the dock. And when Henri walks away, he slaps Nancy across the face. Yeah, he, and, he slaps her right out of the boat. And she almost drowns in the water. But then Henri does rescue her. But I just wish I could go back in time and say, Henri, do not get in no a boats. canoe with this woman. No <laughs> in general, no modes of transportation. Like Nancy does best when she is seated in a stationary position on the flat green terrain. Yeah, like we like, like a bench. A library moment. Like yeah. I said moment a lot in this po- I just I just watched the new season of Queer Eye. Oh, I'm in the middle of it. And it's I so think, good. I think Jonathan Evanness has just fully infiltrated my <laughs> Okay. So I got JVN yesterday. Say more words. I I told someone that I was in a bad mood and so I was going to go take a walk and then have a smoothie to try to generate some natural endorphins and I was told, "Yeah, go have a JVN moment." I love that. And I, I loved that. it. It was great. It made me feel better. Can I have even a, before the smoothie? A brief tangent. Sure. One of the things that made me fall in love with Jonathan Van Ness is that he is the biggest champion of something we always talk about, which is learning a new skill later in your life and being comfortable with being bad at something at first. And we have talked about that a lot. He was like, I've always wanted to learn gymnastics. I've never done it. And he documented it on Instagram. He's like, I've always Mm -hmm. wanted to ice skate. And he was really bad at it for a while. And 
he made me feel very okay with that and I oh I love that really appreciate it so I love that so much and yes that I think that is a very good message I we just we I, I like I stumble into this all the time where I'm like oh I I'm too old to learn how to do that and I'm like I'm not too old to learn how to do that no you can learn anything whenever you want you it's just yeah. a matter of willing being willing to be comfortable at having beginner's mindset that's what i will say correct that is a great way to put it yep i love pursuit of knowledge it is my favorite activity like learn all the things wow we took a hard left okay we did (laughs) we did and i loved it Uh, there was something else i was gonna tell you was it jvn was it that you loved me i can't remember Oh, it, is. it was. Je t'aime. I knew it. Je t'aime I... très bien. Oh, je t'aime aussi. Merci beaucoup. Je t'aime très bien. That's not it. Je t'aime. Aussi. Je t'aime. Period. <laughs> Just like Nancy, we yeah. also speak fluent French. We. <laughs> oui. Okay. Did you have other favorite things about this book you would like to share? Of course I did. I would like to talk about... I I just want to touch on a few, like, very crazy things that happen in this book. Um, Nancy's house gets strafed by a helicopter (laughs) and almost set on fire with a downdraft from the chimney. Yes. And the excuse when she goes and hunts down the chopper flyer who flew over the house he was like, oh, yeah, I had, you know, so-and-so here um, t- was with me and told me to fly over because they're checking out where to put the helipad on the roof. Yeah. It was just the craziest. It was one of the crazier things that's happened. Like, not since the pigeon got flung out of the plane into Nancy's waiting hands <laughs> in Larkspur Lane. Yeah. Has there been a low-flying plane incident that I enjoyed more? Oh. Uh, yeah. It was unexpected. I'll say that. It was. I was very confused. Um, we already talked about Nancy getting slapped out of a canoe. Loved that. Um, we had a lot of, like, dream inceptioning in this book. Mm. Um, and there was one incident where literally Nancy does get inceptioned by the bad guy. I'm not entirely sure how this happened, but she has this whole dream in her bedchamber back in River Heights um, that... isn't it like she's watching a parade or something and then there's a guy with a sign and she it's warning her and then she starts to hear these chimes and that wakes her up and she realizes the chime she's hearing is the burglar alarm and when she goes out to investigate she finds the sign that she was dreaming about behind the shed and it's like warning her to stay away from the green lion which is a reference to uh, alchemy um which is dumb but I was like, ha, I will accept that, like, that happens all the time where, like, you know, you you incorporate, like, a sound that you're hearing into your dream, but she couldn't have incorporated something she'd never seen before and was not currently seeing that was happening behind the shed in her backyard into her dream. That's correct. And then this does kind of happen in real life later when they get to France because there is a parade and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. Aubert is the parade leader and we have to follow him because I, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, also, and this comes much. from a person who has cinematic dreams every night to their detriment. I am I know. a big dreamer and I wish it would stop. And I think, and I think they're very interesting and cool, but man, is it exhausting. And also this description of dreams is not my experience. Yeah. Yeah. But I will, 
But I do love a dream. I'll talk about I'll talk about dreams all day long. If anyone wants to talk to me about dreams, hit me up. <laughs> I just don't dream that much. I mean, I must because I talk in my sleep a lot, but I don't remember any of my dreams. Oh, I remember them all. Uh, all. Okay. Next, Karen. Yes. Nancy forces the French sisters that are staying in her house to perform. Uncomfy. Uncomfy. Yeah. And I'm just like, why must everyone in River Heights have a talent? You know, like we don't all have to get up on top of a horse. You know, we don't have to all be great at figure skating or like stand up on a stage and sing our little French songs. Like leave those poor ladies alone. I think that's where you're wrong. I think you do have to do that in River Heights. It's like there's an opera singer next door to a painting yeah. teacher next to like it's very it's a very talent oriented yeah, community. community. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't like it for that. Like it seems very exhausting, you know. And I, I feel be... like this is not a place where you can just like order a pizza and watch TV. Yeah, you could just be put on call at any moment. Yeah. It's like, hey, yes. the ice skater broke her leg. You need to be mm-hmm. here in five minutes. Like that just happens on a regular basis. and All I, the time. I couldn't live like that. I would be terrified of ever exhibiting any form of talent in any area for fear that it would be exploited for the last minute at the last minute, you know? That's right. That's right. Like, oh, well, Kelly walks down the street pretty well. She can probably run lead in a marathon. That's it's the same. Our lead tap know? dancer just fell down a chute call kelly up (laughs) it's just it's just walking in rhythm you know with with big arms it's the same um uh she tells i think you were going to talk about this later i am going to talk about it later and i have feedback on all right then I'll, i'll pause um one of my favorite lines that she, that Nancy says, there has been a, when when they're in France, there is a, a, a home invasion situation when Fifi the Poodle gets uh, injured. Yeah. Um, didn't love it. Fifi's fine. I don't want anybody to panic. She's totally fine. That Poodle, poodling around right now. But... <sighs> they um the the burglar steals a whole bunch of gold and nancy thinks to herself i wonder if the intruder has a mania for gold oh my gosh you're right i forgot about that i forgot about that i was like is that does one have a mania for gold or could it just be that they want to steal something that has value i do think louis aubert did have a mania for gold but she couldn't have Mm. known that yet oh I just like the phrase a mania for gold. Yeah. A mania, a mania for, for Kelly. Gold. That Kelly has a mania for quilting. Oh, I don't though. Like, I don't know that I have a mania for anything. That seems like a very unhinged way to approach a hobby. <laughs> you know? Your turn. Oh God, I have two things I want to talk about, but I'm going to pick one. Okay. So the Aubert family, A-U-B-E-R-T. I want to spell that for people who haven't seen it because it might not make sense in this French pronunciation that I'm doing. Who knows if that's right? There are so many Aubert's in this book. So first of all, we have twin Aubert's. We have one in the U.S. We have one in France. Nancy Drew and too many Aubert's. Yes. Um, Also, both Aubert's in both locations have multiple disguises. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the one in the U.S. is wearing like a Phantom of the Opera half mask. And using a fake limp, the one in France has like three other identities that he's operating under that involve costumes, whiskers, beards, like all kinds of things. Um, So it's already twin O-bears, but with multiple 
costumes they're hiding in. Yeah, so many iterations. Then when they're in the Loire Valley, they're like asking around, does anyone know Louis Aubert? There is another Louis Aubert who is not the bad guy. So they go to his house. They follow this poor dude all around. And he's like, why are you following me around? And it's just this nice old school teacher who also happens to know about alchemy and chemistry and teach those subjects, which is incredibly coincidental and gives them a ton Mm -hmm. of clues about what they're experiencing. And because he shares the same name as bad guy costume Louis Aubert, sometimes gets his mail. Yeah, this was crazy. And then opened his mail Mm -hmm. and read his mail and was like, I just thought this was a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but like, let me tell you verbatim what i read in these letters and those actually turn out to be some of the most valuable clues that they get yes and then if i may conclude my section that i called hella obears as in yes there are too many of them (laughs) and hella obears nancy's (laughs) side case side quest with this woman who's having this dream about the 99 stairs the only lead she has is that she had a governess that she was with when she fell down these 99 stairs. It turns out that woman is married to Louis Aubert and is now an Aubert. Her last name is What that. are the odds? So uh, that's hmm. I, I, I guess that's it. I just, there was a lot of Aubert. Uh, there was a lot of Aubert. You're correct. Um, I have one more thing. Okay. Can we, I, I really love this mad science alchemical laboratory in the, in the underground. I, was hoping you would talk about it and you have to pronounce it. it laboratory so it makes you sound I'm so evil sorry, you're correct thank you also french uh très bien laboratory <laughs> um that was pierre escargo from it was <laughs> pierre escargo thank you for recognizing that that is exactly what it was um pierre escargo best character of all time um so I don't I don't even know what to say other than Louis Aubert has created this subterranean mad scientist laboratory in you know a down a down a flight of 99 steps in a chateau's ruins. Yeah. Ruins of a chateau. Yeah. Um and so down in this laboratory there's you know I mean it's I just I can picture it like I mean I, I can picture it. I There's lots of things bubbling and sizzling. and mm-hmm. There's a big um, fire in the back. Yeah. There's, you know, potions and things going poof. And lots of elixirs. glassware. Glassware of So much glassware, which, I mean, which is a risk when you're in, in a ruin, you know, <laughs> lots of things to break it on. Um, but yeah, glassware and purple substances, and it sounds really cool. Um, and and so he has, he's he's really conned this dude into thinking that he can. I mean, he's he's an alchemist, and he can turn basically anything into gold. Um, it seems like kind of a fun magic trick, but it does seem like someone who is like a financial kingpin in France maybe would ask a few more questions. I, one would like, hope. One would hope. Yeah, um, he he's he's a great bad guy. Like he's you know he's got a big twirly mustache, basically. You know, like metaphorically, um, in his soul he does. He has a he has a he has a soul mustache. Um, he says <laughs> he he says the world will crumble, money will be meaningless. 
Yeah, he's Which, he's basically like, I am going to take it's it's very um Mission Impossible vibe. Like yeah. he's one of those like big villains that's like yes. most of our villains in Nancy Drew books are like, I'm gonna con some old ladies out of their correct necklaces. And this I need five hundred dollars. This dude yeah. is like, I am going to bring down the economy of the globe. Right. Which I Starting loved with this guy. It was so good. I mean, it's I, like I said, he has a soul mustache. It's very good. You um, know what? This gives me a throwback. To, what's the book where they're in Florida and it's like NASA is involved? Oh my gosh, it was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, where mis- that was very Doctor Evil. They were trying to blow up the moon with yeah. laser beams, and there was a yeah. subterranean lair in that one, yeah. and that was a very mm-hmm. like global scale bad guy, and that was, was one of my favorites. And I'm starting to. I just now I'm seeing my trend that I'm like I like the. The Doctor Karen Evil. Karen likes a big bad. Yeah, because it's so different yeah. than what we usually see. It's usually just like, I'm going to get some ladies' antiques. And in this case, it's like, I want to destroy... The global economy. The economy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and what's even worse is like, he wants to destroy the global economy, but he's not even going to benefit from it. You, do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's still just going to have the $5,000 he swindled out of the scared financier financier finance dude um (laughs) i was just drinking diet coke and i choked it out (laughs) it's like what is happening (laughs) i'm breathing in some dc well dc okay so that being said part of this um whole alchemical thing and this is from school teacher Louis Aubert, but I think it's very, very interesting, is like they go into all of the legend and lore of the number nine oh, and yeah. why that's like a special number in alch in alchemistry. Is that a thing? Alchemy. Alchem al thank Karen, thank you. Alchemy. Um so like Mr. Nuff is is, you know, Mr. Nine. Nuff is nine in in French. Um I know that. Um <laughs> And, like, nine gets used a lot in, like, code and their messages back and forth to each other and stuff. Because nine means, is, like, a symbol for or or represents, like, eternal life. Yeah. Um, and so they go into some of the, like, stuff about the number nine. And it's really interesting. Did you know all this stuff? No, I didn't. And I was, it's one of my favorite facts I think I've ever Me learned too. from a Nancy Drew book. So- so basically the fact, and this, this is brand new information to me, is that any multiple of nine up to nine times ten, the multiple, the answer, if you add the digits together, equals nine. Mm-hmm. So nine times two is 18. One plus eight is nine. Nine times three is 27. Two plus seven is nine, etc. And that works all the way up through nine times ten, because nine times ten is 90 nine plus zero is nine after nine times 10 and i don't know if this is through you know infinity or not but like nine times 11 is 99 which when you add those numbers together is 18 which is a multiple of nine so that you can still so it just continues and then yep correct it just continues and i was like that is absolutely fascinating i did not know that i agree i agree yeah, brand new information. Um, last thing about this underground laboratory, Karen, is um, 
the, you know, bad Louis Aubert almost escapes with the old sack in the furnace trick. Oh, I love a sack in the furnace trick. Yeah, me too. He locks them all in and then he throws a sack of something, which presumably is a combustible of some kind. It was definitely Into the furnace. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, a sack of firecrackers or something. And um, one quick thinking French officer of the law yoinked it out for our second yoinking of this book. And save the day. It was very but, reminiscent of the bomb yoinking in an earlier Nancy Drew when he just reached his full arms into the fire and removed it. And I was like, that's oh, correct. buddy. But it was okay. I, I, hate, I hate to disagree with you, Karen, but most bomb removals in previous books have been yeetings. I'm so sorry. You're absolutely correct. yoinkings. Thank yeah. you. I don't, I don't like to call you out on air. Can but... I? But I think there's an initial yoink. Like, you yoink it and then you yeet it. The yoink is the oh, grab no. and the yeet is the hurl. Oh, interesting. So a real, I mean, I would call it a cause and effect, but it's a it's a yoink and a yeet. I think it's okay. a two-step process is what I'm saying. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, you know what? I'll consider it. I'll get back to I, you. I need to noodle on it, too. I haven't yeah. I haven't taken this yeah. to its logical conclusion yet. But I, guess, I... I guess I was seeing it as more of like a discus move, you know, where oh. it's like a one felled fell swoop of like i see there is no yoink because it just transitions smoothly into the yeet. i understand but you're right no but you're also right wow yeah yeah we oh, this has really gotten intense sisters Karen. look at the support I, well it's it's nice to see that something like this is not tearing us apart <laughs> <laughs> did you have any things that you would correct or change about this book and by that i mean we have transitioned to the section of this podcast called it would have been awesome if dot 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 i do have an idea okay um i think it would have been awesome if the french sisters who came to stay in river heights in the foreign exchange swaparoo we find out were like the french book equivalent of nancy drew stop it and that they end up solving their own mystery in River Heights. Like, there's a full crossover episode oh where, like, gosh. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in one of those, like, brilliant moves where, like, you know, the CSI guys from New York go out to Vegas and vice, you know, and Vegas goes to New York and we have a whole little swapper. I wanted that to happen here. And do you remember those books where, like, if you would... You're you're holding the book normally, but if you like totally just flip it upside down and read it the other direction, that there's like the opposite side of the book page is upside down, and it's a, it's a different book. I've read books like that, but not in a detective-y way. Me neither. But like that would have been really cool if like it was all one book, oh. and one direction it was Nancy's story, and the other direction was the French Nancy sister story. Kelly Marie, that is honestly brilliant i don't have any words thank you mic drop um how about you any it would have been awesome if well i can't say anything now that was so good hmm. it was just that's just a pile on it has nothing to do with the story we were actually given it kind of i'm i i have i have no feedback but i will say it reminds me a little bit of like the um is that a hitchcock movie? the strangers on a train <sighs> the yes. like the whole crisscross thing where it's like two people meet each other on a train and they both have someone that they need murdered yeah. And they're like, I'll murder your person. If you murder my person, then no one will suspect yeah. us. Like that, yeah. I. But the opposite, but it's good. They're solving mysteries instead of 
creating more havoc. I like it. Correct. I Strangers on a Train is one of the best movies ever. I, I think my only feedback was, um, that's a lie. I had lots of feedback. But I kind of wanted this mysterious Monsieur Neuf, Mr. Nine character to be a different person. Um, because Monsieur Neuf keeps writing these threatening notes and making threatening phone calls. And it just turns out that he's one of the 8,000 identities of Louis. Mm-hmm. And I thought it could have been cool. I know there was this book was really busy. Um, but I thought it could have been cool if it was just someone else. And somebody yeah, if it, if it had been a third bad actor. Yeah, like somebody who's closer to the Clue crew versus these mm-hmm. people that they're just following. Like somebody they don't mm. suspect. Um, honestly. Maybe it's Henri. Maybe it's Henri. Maybe a lot of the times I'm like, I, I like when it's a woman because it's mm-hmm. never suspected that a woman would be doing this. It's always, mm-hmm. you know, some yeah. guy with a twirly mustache, as you said. Um well. That's how you tell. Yeah, so like maybe the woman who was hosting them in France was actually Monsieur Neuf, and that could have been interesting mm. as it relates to the mystery of the sister with the 99 steps. Like maybe she pushed her little sister down the stairs. I don't know. I just. Yeah. I could have. Ooh, done that with- would have been interesting if we found out that she had been the one inceptioning that dream all along. Like she would sit by her little sister's bed when she was deep asleep and like tell her that same story every night. <gasps> oh, Kelly, that's for scary. For years and years and years. I know. Wouldn't that be terrifying? That's scary. We're getting into like that the the conjuring territory. I don't Oh, oh really? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Well, don't cuz I didn't sleep for 6 months after I watched it. So, <laughs> oh, well, noted. <laughs> Strike that from the list. Anyway, I just wanted to Although this book was already too complex, I thought we could have done something a little more crafty with Monsieur Neuf because it was such yeah. an interesting idea. Yeah. Complexed it up just a titch more. But who am I to talk? I've written zero books. No, but you've read so many. I've read... Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm a consumer. Karen, do we have anything to add to Nancy's never-ending resume? Oh, yeah. Okay. I added a few things. Are you ready? I'm so ready. We have for sure talked about this before, um, but Nancy speaks French. But in this book, I think this is the first time that we see she is, like, conversationally fluent in French. Like, big time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. She can also drive in French. Yes. Just an FYI. She can mm-hmm. drive in French. Um, so mm-hmm. can Bess and George. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get to their um, homestay, you know, whatever, the the house mm-hmm. of the lady that they're staying with, Um <laughs> They actually say, oh, you're so good at French. You should just speak only French and challenge yourselves to not speak English the rest of your trip. That'll be really good for you to, like, develop the mm-hmm. language. And then they do. They do. So ostensibly, the rest of the book, they are only speaking French, which I was like, dang. Huh. Um, Okie dokie. Impressed. <laughs> yeah. um, Almost unbelievable. Indeed. Indeed. Um, they've been using so much Duolingo to prepare. <laughs> uh, Nancy Drew is a huge Joan of Arc stan, which full same. So my, we went to Catholic grade school and had a confirmation and my saint was Joan of Arc and I was obsessed. Really? I was obsessed with Joan of Arc. I'm like, this is the most badass lady I have yeah. ever heard about. I am obsessed with Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc's cool as hell. And Nancy Drew has a full on monologue when they're in like Lyon and Orléans, like on this tour talking about like the history of Joan of Arc and all of her mm-hmm. Joan of Arc facts. And I was like, yes, queen. I love her too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the best. There's, there is this very amazing quilt 
of Joan, Joan of Arc um, by Pride and Joy Quilting, and she has a pattern and stuff. And I gave you a link, Karen. You have to. Oh my go god, look you put it. the link in. I'm opening it right now. Yeah. Okay. Live reaction coming in hot. Oh my gosh! I know this is this is, would be a stunning tattoo too. I, this might be. Isn't that amazing? Wow! This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll put a link or I'll put the picture. Or oh something my gosh! In our, the in our post. colors of this. Mm-hmm. Oh it's, no! It's absolutely gorgeous. I this is my favorite thing. She also has like a little short chubby haircut. Oh my god! I love Joan of Arc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not in like a religious way, in a like I am a woman right? who took charge way in the, in the same way that like mulan was cool as hell oh i love like, Mul- i love mulan yeah um i will Very also cool. say that um wishbone if we were referring to tv shows like of our the childhood dog? yeah the little dog what's the story oh, yeah. wishbone he, there's an Aww. episode where wishbone plays joan of arc and it is oh that's fun i don't remember that one it's super cute he, he shoots a bow and arrow it's amazing oh um okay I will hustle. Very Nancy Drew is very much of sound mind and body while she is severely injured. She gets hit by a car. She gets hit by a moving vehicle, getting out mm-hmm. of another vehicle, then still goes into an entire gala and um, dances with several people and is normal. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, I'm going home instantly. Yeah. No one speak to me. She also, mm-hmm. as we have alluded to, not alluded to, directly talked about, gets slapped across the face. Mm-hmm. in a canoe she gets slapped out of the canoe she's being submerged underwater as she's passing out and is rational enough to we can hear her inner monologue and says i have to get on my back because i'm going to lose consciousness and i'll drown and i need to float mm-hmm. she does that she does that um like i barely have that that um like much common sense when i'm not slapped into the water you know like when i have intentionally gotten into a body of water absolutely i fell really hard at roller derby a couple months ago and i was just like i'm dead mm-hmm. call 911 get the stretcher this is the end like call yeah. the stretcher and <laughs> get, the, get you a know, stretcher nancy would have been like i bet if i <laughs> roll to the left i won't get rolled over and mm-hmm. then i can do an upward facing dog and my back will <laughs> pop and i won't die like you know no i don't i don't have that mechanism hard admire oh. Very much. Agreed. Okay, my final statement. I feel like she may be starting to recognize her worth. And I say this. I agree. Oh, good. Okay. And I say this with hesitation. I'm knocking on wood. But Carson jokingly says to her, wow, Nancy, you've done more on this case than I have. Which, correct. Uh Uh-huh. She solved the whole thing. Yeah. Including your half, Carson. Yeah. And he says, I guess I'm going to have to give you half of my fee. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> that, exactly, that sound, exactly. And uh-huh. she, bless, I was like, good. Uh-huh. She says, only half? Really? Uh-huh. Amen. So, of I course. I loved it. It was, this, I loved it. It was maybe my favorite part in the whole book. I did, too. I did, too. Um, the book, of course, ends with zero reward per usual, but it was a tiny little tiptoeing ballerina step in the right direction, I felt. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. She didn't say like, oh, don't be silly, dad. She said only half. Only half. And then he did not. And Carson didn't say anything. He did not respond. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. You can take the girl out of Riverside, Riverview, River Heights. <laughs> Heights. River Heights. Riverside is a town in California, which has a great coffee shop, which I can recommend if anyone wants to go there. 
I was mashing it with probably Bayside. Oh. Which is Saved by the Bell. Kelly, I would like to talk about open questions. What are you going to lose sleep over tonight when it comes to Nancy Drew and the mystery of the 99 steps? I have two questions. Okay. Do you, do you, this is, this is an opinion question because maybe I'm being unnecessarily critical. Do you, do you think we did enough with the alchemy stuff? Because like I could have used a lot more of like, you know, pine cones dipped in gold spray paint and things like that. Like I, I just, I wanted more. I, I, Absolutely. That was my favorite part of the book. And I feel like we dipped our toe in the gold paint, but we didn't fully submerge. And that it was really yeah. interesting. It was, and, and a lot of it seemed to happen off screen, if you know what I mean. And um, yes, I, it this is I love a Nancy Drew flashback, but I think back to when we um, once painted a horse and like glow in the dark. Mm, yep. Paint. Yep. We and painted one entire horse. We talked a lot about that. Yeah. We talked less about how this man is turning coal into gold. I know. And I was like. I have follow-up questions. TBH. What happened to all that coal? How'd, How'd you, you just. Yeah. 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 I, I completely agree. Yeah. More, more. I also think it would have been very fun if with the additional focus on alchemy that maybe we find out that Monsieur Aubert believes what he's done is real oh you know like he maybe he really thinks he's cracked it and maybe it's not a con in his brain that okay so that also falls into the category of it would have been awesome if and i completely agree like he actually is a mad scientist and he yeah has he thinks he's done it oh i love that oh my gosh i love that please write that book i would read it tonight all right i'll write it tonight Okay, here's my second question. Do you think Ned just cried and cried this whole time? Oh my god, I do. I I honestly do. Yeah. I think about Ned a lot, and I wonder if um he. Be- because Nancy is always like on these adventures, and it's like here's the person she's talking to now, and blah blah blah. For some reason, I don't think Ned is doing the same thing. I don't either. I think no, he I is... think Ned is dialed in. I think he's like it's Nancy or bust, and um. Yeah. I think Ned is like, while you're in Paris, I'm going to be looking at engagement rings. And weeping and into she's my she's like, did I tell you about Henri? Henri, I, I know we haven't brought the boyfriend bracket back in a minute, but man. Really? He, Henri did it for me. A high ranking for Henri. Is it just the name Henri? No, it was the, the like immediate willingness to go on the journey oh and you like a yes and I, I get it i do too i just love that he was like no questions asked let's ride babe do you think maybe he just didn't speak english very well well nancy apparently speaks fluent french so i don't think it's a problem fair maybe it's a translation issue maybe he was <laughs> like i thought we were going to get croissants why are we following this dude <laughs> she's like we're going to the police and he's like <laughs> I-, I hate this <laughs> <laughs> That's now an open um, question for me. I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> so what are your open questions? Okay, I have two. Did you ever fully understand why the helicopter strafed their house? Like, It was it was just a, a like, um... A scare tactic? A, yeah, I was trying, I was like, what's the opposite of an incentive? A disincentive <laughs> to continue on with 
doing the things they were doing. I just don't think any no local helicopter pilot let a person get in their helicopter and be like land on the roof of this right residential home. Yeah, see if it can hold your helicopter because I might want to put a pad there. Like okie dokie, you know. Like it's not how it happens. No. Um, my my last question is: How do you think the follow-up conversation went with Carson and Nancy because Carson said I guess I should probably give you half of my fee and Nancy said half of your fee you should probably pay me the whole thing do you think that was ever spoken of again in the Drew household no I don't I don't think so either no I I think Carson probably went I gave you a whole trip to France young lady it's that I think he probably let her pick out a gift for herself like he promised I guess that one it is hard because he does take Nancy and her two best friends and her boyfriend and her two best friends boyfriends wherever they want to go on a whim yeah. for an adventure. And Nancy's been eighteen for forty three books and She has um, been, yes. I don't I mean, I, I don't think he's wrong necessarily given all of the free trips, like you said. Comma. I don't think he's doing her any services by not teaching her how to manage her own money or the value of her own work. Amen. Perfectly stated. Yeah. Perfectly High stated. five. Yes. Yeah. What wow. do you think she got? What do you think she picked out? Like a sensible scarf? I hope it was like a crystal figure of Fifi the dog. Oh, maybe she got a poodle. A we f- haven't heard from uh, Borson or, but what, what, what's the, Togo. 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 <laughs> Borson. <laughs> the dog's name is, yeah, Togo. Togo really comes and goes. Togo is only involved when something bad is going to happen to Togo in that book. Oh, God. Yeah. Togo got, gets dog napped. I love you, Togo. Togo gets almost eaten by an elephant. <laughs> that didn't happen, but... <laughs> okay. wasn't, wasn't, there a, wasn't there a circus elephant in Togo situation? There was, or that was a little boy. Was that was a Tommy. a book with a circus elephant Yeah, where Nancy also had Togo, but never the twain did meet. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's wrap this up. We've brought it home. This is going to be the longest episode ever. and it's We are going into an hour and 40 minutes right now. Yeah, but there were bathroom breaks. There were, were, there were it's, breaks. It's going to be okay. Everything's okay. Everything's it's fine. fine. Um, let's rate this book. Today, I have decided we are rating Nancy Drew and the Mystery of the 99 Steps out of a 12 possible dogs named Fifi. <laughs> Kelly, how do you rate this book? Nine out of 12 dogs named Fifi. Ooh, okay. Defend your math. Um, minus two because it was confusing. <laughs> um, minus two because twins again, but also plus two for evil twins, which oh, is better. A net. A, a net. A net, <laughs> a net twin. Yes. Um, minus one for not leaning harder into the alchemy stuff, which was super fun. Um, we should have turned things into gold more. That, that should have been way cooler than it was. So... That should be my a, a net cumulative of nine. Nine out of 12. I love yeah. it. How about you? What sayest thou? Um, I gave it eight out of 12 dogs named Fifi. Oh, so similar. Okay, defend. I minus two full dogs named Fifi for the dog named Fifi getting attacked. I really hated Fair. that. I hate. Yeah, that wasn't great. I hate an unwell animal. I hate an animal attack. I hate. Sure. I just, I cannot. But Fifi is okay, so that is fine. Um. Yeah. 
I also minused four dogs named Fifi for a really unnecessary secondary mystery, i.e. Nancy's mm-hmm. mystery, which was this whole dream trauma thing. Yeah. Um, that was not my favorite. Although, I got to be honest, I would have rather had that than Carson's. Interesting. I, yeah. I can but see anyway, that. But anyway, I understand. But then I added two dogs named Fifi for my literal favorite evil villain to date in a Nancy Drew book. Um, yeah. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget? Yes. Claw. Dr. Claw. Yeah. Dr. Claw. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Claw. I'll get you next time, Inspector yeah. Gadget. I, I loved the villainousness of this. And, and you've helped me crack the code of like, I like a big global yeah large-scale evil villain in a nancy drew book loved it can can i can i just say before we wrap this up that i i do actually have one more it would be awesome if say it it would have been really awesome if the big bad hadn't been caught Mm. and that we had like it would be cool if nancy had a villain to fight that like that lasted through like that continued on so you know maybe not in every book but like kind of like with sherlock holmes precisely a moriarty yep we need a moriarty right we we need a a foil to nancy that persists Mm -hmm. i agree other than these very cool we have a neat little bow tied up every uh, oh kelly these flibberty gibbet little flibberty gibbet little villains anyway do you want to be my best friend we think in the same way we do established confirmed fantastic okay so in conclusion what do you want to read next time um should i how about nancy drew and the clue in the crossword cipher (laughs) i'm so excited for this book because me too readers if you don't know kelly and i do the new york times crossword every day we are obsessed with it i do it's the best we are obsessed with crossword's cannot wait it's my favorite yeah i love it um so friends please rate review subscribe tell a friend if you're enjoying this um you can also find us on instagram at it's a clue podcast and that's where we do all of the fun stuff like the one sentence plot summary etc so um we would love it if you're online if you could find us there and if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can become a Helen Corning friend, which is a bestie of the show. You'll get a shout out when you become a patron. Um, there's now bonus content for new episodes starting with season three. And our patrons get to vote to select Super Sooth titles. And Kelly, please remember what we learned today and Nancy Drew and the mystery of the 99 steps. What did we learn, Karen? I mean, I learned a lot of things, but here's my biggest takeaway. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Bad guys can't be following you if you start following them first. Ooh, that's some real turnabout is fair play stuff right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Karen, with that, happy, happy sleuthing. sleuthing. <laughs> it's a Clue is hosted by Kelly Biscopink and Karen Farmer. Our logo is designed by Courtney Kyle. You can find her on social media at I am Courtney Kyle. The It's a Clue theme song was written and recorded by Danny W. You can find her on Facebook at Danny W Music. Audio engineering is graciously done by our friend Mark Goodlow. <laughs>